Hola y buenos días. Estamos el Bromley Buzz grabando el podcast desde Newman Flexible Workspace con mi Dazzling Buzz. Darren Weir of Intune Piano. Y soy Zina Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. El tema de este podcast es fútbol y jubilee del Reina de Unidos de 70 años. Translated to? Approximately. The theme today is football and the 70th jubilee of the Queen of England. And where are we recording from, just for those who might have not quite caught the Spanish version of it? <laughs> the Newman Flexible Workspace in Bromley Town Centre. Fantastic. Brilliant. Wow. Lots of been things have been going on. Yes, hence the reference to the theme just now. Now, we're on Channel Radio on Mondays at 10am as well. Uh, and uh, when we are next week, we'll be hearing this episode, which is going to be very football-y and very jubilee-ish. Whoop, whoop, it's, whoop, whoop, it's whoop. been dominant in the last few days. It has indeed. Oh my God, it's, it's football galore and jubilee galore. And by the way, the Spanish intro um, was in honour of my co-presenter Z, who not only was formerly a professional ice skater before <laughs> she became a mental health and wellbeing coach, but also has some rather strong love of Spain. Indeed I do. I love Spain. And their food. Yes, and thank and you for culture. mentioning something where I actually know a Spanish word, e.g. paella. Paella. <laughs> How could I possibly contradict you? So what's happening this podcast, apart from football and football and jubilee and jubilee? Football, football, jubilee, jubilee, Chelsea players, the kitchen range in West Wickham, um, community links, Bromley, uh, a bit of Jersey Boys, uh, some like an Orbington, some News Shopper, some What's On, a bit of Spotted on Social, actually that's actually blank today, but never mind, I haven't been spotting enough, and we're going to finish in Spanish as well. We are indeed. Mm. So... So no Spain. We've got a lovely intro, haven't we? Uh, yes, we do actually, because what I'm about to play is the sound that came at Wembley um, a couple of Sundays ago mm. when Bromley Football Club were playing Wrexham and they won the trophy. And uh, this is the sound that uh, our microphone picked up on the day. Ryan Reynolds, you need to come to Bromley Football Club instead. Yes, come and invest here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we had Michael Cheek scoring the goal, so... Yes. Yeah, well done. You could say it was a bit cheeky, but that would be... It was a cheeky goal. It was a great <laughs> cheeky goal. It was actually a, a really well-taken super finish, which happened to be by the net we were behind, so we got a wonderful view of it. We did, indeed. Well, yeah. you might have done if nobody stood in front of you. Didn't you have I know, though, those people were just back and forth, back and forth. They had, like, ants in their pants. <laughs> yeah, well, they were enjoying the food facilities as well. More than the football, it seemed. Mm. <laughs> anyway, shall we listen to that intro? I thought we just did. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. <laughs> well, if we haven't already, we will do now. <laughs> from before Wembley because we oh, interviewed yes. Andy Woodman the club manager and I just thought it'd be really fitting to put in 
his thoughts on if the team won and how he would celebrate because he did actually give us a proper answer to that so over to Andy if you do win have you any idea how you personally will celebrate Andy ha um do you know what I'm going to give you a real honest answer here I have thought this through a little bit uh, in that romance I have every now and again when I'm on my own. <laughs> a bit emotional because it, it means so much to everyone else. It, 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 for me, I, I know people think I'm just saying that. For me to watch everyone else enjoying it, that is my celebration. For me, I'm, 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 I'm a, quite an open character. I wear my heart on my sleeve, but I want this so much for everyone else. Of course, I want it for myself as well, but... I'm kind of secondary to this. I want the whole team, the staff and the people of Bromley, those people that are coming to support us and the ones that can't get there. I want them to really be proud of what we've done here. Um, and I, I said to the I said to players on many times, you know, in the playoffs last year, create your own history, create your own legacy. Because if we are to win this game, we'll be the only team that's ever done it in Bromley's history to win a Wembley player final, a Wembley, sorry, trophy final. I know from my own experience, you always get invited back to that club as some sort of hero. And there's nothing nicer than that. I'm on the Friday before the game, I'm going to a 25 year anniversary dinner at Northampton, where we won the playoff final. That's 25 years ago. We're still getting invited back by people. And I wish I could just show the boys, this is what comes of it. When your career's long finished, and you, you, it's a memory of you tell people you used to play football and then you get invited back and people have those lovely memories. It stays with you forever. And that's the bit I wish I could can and say to people, look, this is what I've done uh, and this is what the outcome is of it. These people are still inviting me back because we created a bit of history. Uh, and that to me, if I see these people do this, I'll be looking at these players particularly and thinking, you guys have no idea that you're going to be invited back to this football club forever and a day. And do you know what? What's amazing, and I'm just going to kind of skip ahead here um, for the information. He signed another three-year deal. Yeah, that's so good because he has been approached by other clubs. He has indeed. Mm. Um, he's just such a great, humble person, down to earth, and just authentic. I found yeah. him. Well, he said in that clip that he would go and soak it all up on the pitch if they won, effectively. Mm. And that's precisely what he did. And yeah. you know what? Um, when we went to the Open Top Bus Tour mm. up in Bromley Town Centre yep. uh, by the team and the Mayor of Bromley, I might add, uh, and also into the celebration in the Glades where they're signing tons of autographs yes. and the team and all of that kind of thing. We did some more interviews in there, including of Andy reflecting on the day. Mm. And actually, I'm going to publish that one as a pre-season special episode with even more sound from Wembley. Provided it's come out, well, I haven't listened back to it much. Brilliant. Yet. But that, that would be really nice because we've got also an uh, interview there from the Deputy Mayor briefly, mm -hmm. um, the captain of the women's team. I was so pleased that we got not only did they win their league, but she also got to speak on the day as well. And, yeah, and, and their trophy was there as well. well. No comparison yeah. to the FA trophy. It was a little bit smaller. Yeah, kind of had to look mm. down, but it was there and it was such a lovely day for everyone to be recognised. Um, and also they mentioned the under-14s that had won yeah. as well. So they're on a real roller coaster, as in a positive roller coaster ride. Yeah. and Going uh, up, up, up. 
and up. And the fans with them. I mean, I, I had a misunderstanding with the fan when I was interviewing them, saying, uh, so you started supporting the club two years ago? No, since I was two years old when I was taken there. Yeah. And um, do you know what, as well, on that day, it was brilliant because we seemed to attract the girlfriends or family members mm-hmm. of football players, which is yeah. really weird because we don't go hunting for them or anything. No. They just happen to be there. We must have this magnet. Anyway, so while I, because I got there before you, a few minutes mm-hmm. before, and I started chatting, chack, uh, chack, chatting to this uh, lady. No, it's not. Uh, this lady and gentleman, and um, they happen to be the mother and father of the co-presenter so the speaker that um, is alongside Mark Hall. Mm. Uh, and he was on the open bus tour. So they were really chuffed. They were such proud parents. It was so lovely to see that. You know something that that win gave? And I felt it when we were in the grades and, of course, mm. at Wembley itself. And it's not a term I'm used to experiencing around Bromley, apart from certain arts events. Euphoria. There yes. was real euphoria and joy amongst all the people yeah. because of that moment. Yes, I'm sorry, the parents' name was Sally and uh, Keith Bentley. And do you know what else was beautiful? Um, There was an elderly lady who had no idea what was going on. And she was like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? What's going on here? And we explained to her, you know, it was the open bus tour celebration for the FA Trophy for Bromley uh, FC. And she blessed her, she was like, oh, that's wonderful. Well, it's my 99th birthday today. What a lovely day to have a birthday. So that was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Now, you also went to something that I didn't, which was the celebration on the Monday after the bus tour. Yes. What was that like? Oh, that was absolutely amazing. And it was a great opportunity as well for the people that couldn't make it to the Bromley um, match in Wembley to come there and meet you know, meet um, Andy, meet um, Byron Webster, who was the captain mm-hmm. of the team as well. By the way, has signed another year with them to carry on there. But the new captain's Jack Holland now. Mm-hmm. But um, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, again, you were like, you were able to take pictures with a trophy that, and uh, just have those memorable moments. And um, they had an interview, actually. Charlotte Richardson, who does all the organising and the marketing, she did the interview with Andy, with Robin, the chairman, and with Byron. And it was fantastic. She did an amazing interview with them. Uh, So, yeah, hats off to the great place. Did you get to touch a trophy yet? I did. Mm, I went up and went, bing! (laughs) I didn't take a picture, which I should have done. Mm. I just touched lovely, it. Put a lovely picture of um, uh, Councillor Hannah Gray, uh, the Mayor of Bromley, with the trophy at the. Um, Though the we've got a picture, haven't we, behind mm-hmm. the trophy? You haven't used that yet. With uh, um, Andy. Andy. Yep. So I guess we've had a picture with the trophy. Well, anyway, we're going to go head back to a little bit of Spanish now, which could land us in enormous confusion. Uh, More like because we have here you. some of our customary. Occasional, actually, unfortunately, it used to be. It was a real run at the start, it but was. Um, a little alcoholic beverage with the show. Today we have prosecco, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a little toast to Andy and all at Bromley Football Club for bringing some joy to the borough. Absolutely. Right. So here we, here go. we go. This is your um, salute in Spanish, which I'm probably right. going to have to lead. Mm-hmm. Para arriba. Arriba. Para abajo. Para abajo. Para el centro. Para el centro. Y para el dentro. 
Para adentro. Lovely. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Apparently that in English means something along the lines of, with your drink, up, down, uh, what was my words there? I can't up, read. down. Center, up, up, down, centre, inside. Inside. Uh, the inside there. Very well done. Mm. Very um, well done. I wonder if I've got any Spanish players. I don't think so, though. I don't know. Well, there might be some... Well, you never know. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah. Maybe there's um, Luke L. Thompson. Yes, so number seven. Know, just added the Luke L. Thompson. Mm. <laughs> and congratulations to... Um, and Nadal um, winning yet again at the French Open. 14. I know. 14. Incredible, Rightly. isn't it? What a man. And with no feeling in one foot as well. Mm. Don't know if you've picked up on that. Great stuff. Bit of silence there while we take in the <laughs> enjoyment of everything. Mm. So we've had a joint buzz, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk through my bit. Yep. And then you can tell me But I think, yes, yeah, you managed to do more than I did. Uh, not that it's a competition, it's just because uh, <laughs> I had my sister and my niece and nephew come down. So that kind of that changed my plans, but it mm. was my buzz. Yep. But um, go ahead, your four right. days. Well, over the four days of the Jubilee weekend, uh, we had a street party in our road in Orpington with um, assorted neighbours. And we had the, the hats, the bunting, um, the coronation chicken... Uh, the pineapple and cheese on sticks, all of this uh, sort of chatty stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and it was lovely and upbeat and very nice. Um, we, I went to the Temple United Reformed Church yesterday uh, in St Mary Cray, where there was a barbecue and they had the Boys Brigade band playing, and they did actually an interesting mix of Mummers and the Papas, which was the, the very best, and I still can't remember uh, Monday Monday, but that was probably the song. Uh, and uh, a, a medley of um, Beach Boys for the occasion. But they had lots of um, uh, horn instruments there, so it's a big sound, and it was really good. And I put a clip of that onto the uh, hashtag BromleyBuzz Instagram as well. So that was lovely. Whizzed past West Wickham, because I was dropping my daughter off there, uh, and uh, went by the Swan Pub, uh, where they had a double-decker bus, uh, a really loud loudspeaker deafening the entirety of Beckenham with uh, national anthem and that kind of thing, uh, and a little shout out to Michelle who is having a whale of a time from the pub at, there as well. The Chislehurst Royal Parade celebration, which again was really nice, and there was all food and drink and happy people. Did you yes. take part as the human fruit machine? No. Oh, dazzle! I had a local geography and research fail. Because the Chislehurst Big Picnic was on, mm. and I assumed it was one of the spots in Chislehurst I was familiar with, and completely missed it. Oh no, because so you were really excited about that. You really mm. wanted to do that. Well, there we go. <laughs> missed it. Um, no, it's no. about as planned as this show gets, actually. But uh, yeah, uh, and well, you can't be in all course, places at the same time. Something we're surprisingly good at is is drink, as mentioned earlier on, uh, and so we had a Lizzie cocktail. We did. Um, so actually, that happened because I said I was coming down to Orpington mm. because I wanted to get a flavour, because it's cl- the closest to me, uh, of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee that was happening in Orpington. And it started at ni- uh, sorry, 10 o'clock in the morning with Trooping the Colours. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't get there for 10 o'clock. But um, I got there in the afternoon and they had loads of lovely little events going on there, such as um, the Polka Dots, the Abba Dolls. Mm. children's crown competition 
best of British, so some films going on as well. But we ended up at the GPO, didn't we? Yes, the old but post office. The old post office. But before we um, got there, this, we arrived at the same time, funny enough, and yeah. they had a beautiful band playing. I think it might have been the same band you're talking no, about. It was a jazz band. Kind it was of a thing. jazz band with the trumpets and things. Mm. So I've got a little clip of them as well. I might put it on my Instagram okay. too. So, yes, it was nice to see that. And then we went into the GPO, didn't we? Yeah, and I rather enjoyed the um, Lizzie cocktail as well. Well, the reason why we went into the GPO, though, mm. wasn't for the Lizzie cocktail. It was originally you wanted us some trifle, Jubilee trifle or something. You, Which you I misunderstood. Which I probably got wrong and embarrassed myself. So I didn't <laughs> got the Lizzie trifle. Said, no, that's the Orpington Record Store and Cafe. <laughs> Never mind. Well, it's still Orpington, right? Yeah, and in enough. any case, when we got there, they were dead busy. So uh, our thanks go to Roberto, Olivia and Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And um, I had a glass of uh, Sauvignon Blanc, mm-hmm. a Sav, as sometimes known. And you had that Lizzie cocktail, which was really interesting, wasn't it? Yes, I, I think I'd have hit. been uh, interested in it well into the evening if I'd let myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then we took a nice stroll into the market square, didn't we? Yeah. Where um, we took a few pictures. We did indeed. Um, I think there was a throne there where we had pictures from, which I don't think we published that, have we? No. Oh, well, I haven't. No, well, please use the buzz for that one, Z, because it is quite funny. Yeah, it was It was great, even though um, some of the um, soldiers kept on blowing over. <laughs> yeah, I don't, just can't get the soldiers. <laughs> These days, <laughs> what are we to do? But i tell you what, the big thing about the Jubilee uh, is basically it was an excuse for a party, mm. um, really. Uh, and looked at in that light alone... It was a joy. It was. And there was so much going on across the borough. I mean, even when I was just out casually yesterday, I passed by a closed-off street near me, which obviously got the yeah. official permission for it. Uh, and as we also know from um, Mayor of Romney, Hannah Gray, uh, there was at least 106 uh, street I thought it was parties more than that. She was trying to, oh, it would have been added to. I think it was 150, it something like that, I right. thought. Oh, yeah, she'd have been really busy. I, I bet that woman's put on weight over the last couple of days. Well, I'm not sure about that. I mean, uh, uh, poor thing was in her row, and it was a very warm day. Hmm. It was, and, you know, get awfully scorching hot in that uh, outfit. <laughs> um, but, hmm. yes, yeah, we had a couple of street parties around our um, area as well, down the streets, but didn't make it out there because, as I said, I had my sister over with my niece and nephew, and that was my buzz. And I did take them in, actually, to the Queen's Garden, mm-hmm where we uh, watched uh, Frozen in mm. the open air cinema. And it was their very, very first experience and they were mesmerized um, by it. So it was lovely. So we did that. And then, yeah, which is really funny, I kept on saying to them, do you know what? Bromley's got the best, best, bestest sweet shop in the whole wide world. Oh yeah. Right? Is that Lollipop? In, it's um, called Lollipops now. Yeah, yeah they've in, changed in it. Bromley Town Centre. Because in Orpington it's called... Mr. Sims, yes, still call Mr. Sims. Anyway, took them in, and oh my goodness, I wish I'd taken a video. I mean, you're going to see my face. Unfortunately, listeners can't, but they walked in and they went, and their eyes popped out of their head. Mm. It was like they were in another world of candy, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Nicholas was running around headless, didn't know where to go, where Sophia just gazing at these sweets with a hand on her belly and her tongue hanging up going, (laughs) (laughs) it was so sweet to see that. Um, Nicholas made a decision just like that, where Sophia took quite a while, she's a thinker. Mm. And then you get this uh, sibling rivalry. Rivalry. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I've got this and she's got that and 
She's got more than I have. And we're like, oh my goodness, here we the, go again. You did very sensibly put a expenditure cap on them. I did, five pound each. Yeah. And that's what it was. But it, it was a real buzz. It was a real buzz. And then um, bumped into Christine, who was on a hat hunt for the Rotary uh, Club. Christine of the Rotary, yeah. So bumped into her, which was lovely. And then I actually bumped into uh, Nikki Barclay, mm -hmm. who actually organised the event at the Queen's Garden. And he was setting up for the evening for the uh, dance and music and all of that on stage mm. which unfortunately I didn't make to make my way to because I was absolutely shattered. Talking of stages mm. uh, I went to see a rotten year for tomatoes at the Chelsea Players a little while ago as well. Tomatin. Mm? Tomatin. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> uh, no, very good Isn't that festival in uh, Spain? Mm? Throwing tomatoes? It could well be, for all I know. That's in Spain, isn't it? Actually, there was a funny moment involving uh, tomatoes the other day, and I can't remember what it was. If it comes back to me later on, I'll throw it into uh, uh, the episode. Um, so what is this? Players playing with tomatoes? <laughs> no, it was a, a, a comedy. Uh, oh. A comedy-ish um, about uh, actually the farce there you go that's the uh, the traditional word mm. um and it was rather good and we've got more from the chelsea players in the box on coming up as well now while i was in west wickham i also popped into a shop i really like and i'm going to feature them at some point in the show again but it's called the kitchen range and it's been in one place or another in Brobley for i think 30 years independent kitchenware shop Oh, nice. uh, and it's got lots of things you would not buy in chains, including at the moment a particular range of <laughs> relatively ethical knives, which again aren't in chains and all sorts of things. Nice. Mm. And they've, they've had things like um, Netherton Foundry spun cookware from Ironbridge, the birthplace of the Industrial Revolution, in the past. Uh, they do tend to support independent British manufacturers, and they're well worth a mention for that oh, reason brilliant. alone. Uh, and a little shout out to the lovely Molly from there, and also to Hey Molly. Hey Molly, the Winsford, um, uh, the Winsford locally made sauces and chutneys and things, uh, because I bought the James fruity brown sauce, and it is fruity. I've been enjoying it, and uh, yeah, that sounds actually, interesting. It is. You know what? Is I it really sweet? Brown, this one is quite sweet, but it's mm. definitely more fruity. I'll, I'll get you one. How's that next time I'm in? If it's too sweet, I won't probably have it. Mm, yeah, it might be all right. Okay. You can always sour it up with something. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> with my soury mood when I'm in down in the mm. dumps. But I've come to the conclusion that brown sauce is a little bit like Marmite, that um, within it, you, there's people who really like things and dislike mm. their, their flavours. So you're not a sweet brown sauce person. No. Um, one of my daughters tried the brown sauce and didn't like it at all. And, and brown very, enough. Yeah. And sweet <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm just throwing you off, haven't I? <laughs> you have indeed, yeah. Sorry, you were saying? Yes, the brown sauce, which can also be used as a skin colourant. <laughs> <laughs> or, or not, rather. Uh, yeah, uh, I was actually delighted when my daughter said she didn't like it, because uh, I did more the traditional more for me thing, yeah. Absolutely. Now, have you got something you'd like to bring up at this point? Um, the, uh, yes, I'd just like to say thank you to uh, Loretta Wright of uh, the Editor of Life in Bromley and Orpington for featuring my article in both magazines. So I'm in the section on page 47, uh, the final thought, where building, I'm talking about building a better mental well-being. 
You know, my question mm. is, are you looking to boost your mood, handle your emotions better, or build resilience? And I share some insights, tips and tools, how you can empower yourself through different aspects of life when we're kind of feeling a bit glump mm. or we're kind of missing that resilience. So lots of tips and tools in there. So yeah, do get um, have a read of that well, and share your thoughts. Building resilience, eh? Well, I don't normally do politics, but as we are recording, um, the Conservative Party decided to send in 54 plus letters of uh, disapproval of um, Boris Johnson. So this very <laughs> evening he is facing a voting confidence. So if I had his email, I'd ping him over your thing on resilience. Brilliant. Do so. Right. Um, on a more local front, however, mm. uh, I did an interview the other day with Christopher Evans of Community Links in Bromley, yes. which is a very significant organisation because they share both money and people and time that help to tackle problems and help uh, bring about positive opportunities in the community. Mm. And so uh, here's a clip of my conversation with him. Uh, Christopher Evans, uh, I believe you are in charge of Community Links Bromley. Uh, yeah, I've been in charge um, pre-pandemic for a couple of months and then um, through the pandemic and fortunately out um, the other side. So um, I've been working with the volunteering community organisations in the borough to, to develop and improve um, our offer locally. And it's been, a, it's been an interesting couple of years. Well, the word community is one of the most important in the English language. And so your community links, what does it do? What do we do? We do a variety of things. We essentially provide support to voluntary community and social enterprise organisations in Bromley. Uh, and um, the last um, guesstimate, there were approximately 2,000 organisations. Um, so it's a reasonably big um, sector. Um, and we employ people, um, we um, support volunteers, um, and obviously that sector delivers um, services to local people. Um, just to um, understand it, that of those, there's about 700 charities. That's to say they're registered um, charities, so they've got a turnover of 5,000 plus two, um, some that in excess of, of a million. Um, and we've estimated previously that there's probably a turnover of about 250 million um, in that charitable sector alone. And in addition to that, you've got a range of um, community groups that um, support uh, different cohorts of the community, different geographies within the community so we estimate um we support around uh, there are about two thousand organizations and in any given year we probably provide support to about 10 percent or about 200 of those organizations so what do we do um we provide we recruit and place volunteers with those organizations we assist them with a training offer uh, and more recently, we've been running a series of grant programs, uh, a grant program um, that we ran uh, during the pandemic was with DirectLine, where we invested £170,000 worth of DirectLine funding um, into um, local groups. More recently, we've been administering a national lottery fund to groups in both Lewisham and Bromley. Uh, and offers letters have recently gone out to those, uh, and we will be investing two hundred and thirty-five thousand um, pounds 
um, in 17 organizations across both boroughs. But just to get you to understand the scale and the demand for that fund, uh, we received well over £1 million worth of bids um, for that funding. Um, we have administered the Innovation Fund. We also provide support to uh, the big local um, programme in Mottingham. So our grants programme uh, is extensive uh, and, and enables investment in organisations that deliver a range of services across the borough, from children, family to health, arts, education, uh, and well-being more generally. So that, if you like, is a, a touch. The other thing that we obviously um, support and invest in is, is our volunteering offer. Um, and I'm happy to talk about the work we did during the pandemic, uh, but there are over a thousand um, volunteers registered and we have a, a distribution list that goes out weekly or fortnightly to a thousand volunteers saying these are the opportunities these are the opportunities that you can work for um charities um in in the borough and um can you tell me a little about some things you've got coming up you were mentioning a particular set of awards earlier yeah so we're delighted to be hosting the um bromley volunteer awards um in the presence of the deputy mayor that's taking place on the 16th of june um we've had 60 to 70 nominations across a range of character uh, categories so we've got a young volunteer of the year award category uh, we've got a trustee of the year, we've got a uh, volunteer manager of the year award, um, and we've also got a award for the first time to recognise the volunteering effort and contribution that people made um, during the pandemic. And as I said, um, well over 4,000 people were registered um, to support um, residents during uh, the pandemic. So we thought it was appropriate to um, have a special award this year. Um, hopefully it'll be a one-off to recognise the fantastic work that the volunteers did supporting our communities uh, during what were incredibly difficult times. And for people who would like to learn more about your services, help themselves to become volunteers, um, attempt to access funds for uh, yep. the enterprise, yep. how will they find Community Links Bromley and get in touch? Okay, so there's a number of things. We've got a... Um, uh, we've got it. We've got a Twitter platform. We've got a Facebook platform. We've got a um, an Instagram platform, uh, and we've got a website. So any of those um, are uh, touch points to um, introduce us. Um, we've got a team of staff. We've got seven members of staff, and they'd all uh, like to see. They have different roles and functions. Um, so have a look at Community Links Bromley. Um, as a um, starting point, you will see on that website a number of um, different aspects um, to our work. So I think that's a, a useful um, starting point. It highlights the support and the services we provide. It highlights the events and training we offer. Um, and it talks a bit about us and um, our history. Um, there is a volunteering section on that website. So if you want to volunteer, or indeed, if you're a volunteering organisation that wants to um, host and recruit volunteers, uh, go to our section, want to volunteer. Uh, there are telephone numbers there. Um, so um, 
different stuff, obviously a different telephone number. So have a look there. Um, follow us on Twitter, follow us on LinkedIn. Um, and, and last of all, like us on, on our Facebook page. Um, so we've got growing platforms and growing audiences um, across all those social media platforms. And we'd love to hear from you, basically. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Lovely being here. Thank you for inviting us. Well, there we go. And um, we can head back to the arts now because it's going to be click, click, click for a moment because um, Sarah Marsh Collins, our uh, colleague on the Bromley Buzz, also of Babel of Monkey, Babel Monkey Digital, Digital Marketing, Marketing yep. who is now based in Devon mm -hmm. in Hornth Horn Church, Hawksthorpe Church, somewhere there. Can't remember. Some weird village. Well, you know, she was in Belvedere before as well. Yes, but. But where she is now, she's got cows, sheep, rabbits bunting away. So cute. And she will be coming back to the big smoke of Greater London. Yes, once a month. Um, and yeah, she interviewed from the Jersey Boys, which is at uh, the Churchill Theatre, 7th to 11th of June, uh, the person who played the Frankie Valley character, or sang the Frankie Valley mm -hmm. character, Michael Pickering. And this is it. Tell me, what do you think is making it so popular? What is, why is it so enduring? I mean, I mean, even if I wasn't in the show, to be honest, I would look at this show and go, wow, what a masterpiece. Uh, the, the detail when it was being written that they've gone into uh, is, is just outstanding. Um, but the, I, I, I say this, this little bit in every interview, I think the, the main thing about Jersey Boys is and the funniest thing, and the thing I, I love most really, is that musical theatre for, for men isn't really the cool thing. So there's a, there's a lot of men out there, whether they like it or not, they'll say they don't like it. But we get a lot of wives bringing their husbands and then they leave going, didn't want to come see this, but that was great. And then they're, they're now theatre fans. And I think this, this show has a very special gift that it can make people who don't necessarily like theatre, like theatre. And I, I think that's, that's one of the best things about it. And that's because it's a true story. It's because it shows people who are maybe struggling in life at the moment that even to be a star, you struggle. Like there is fight, there is struggle, it's, it's, it's constant. Um, and I think a lot of people relate to that. A lot of people relate to the knockbacks. A lot of people relate to the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's why we get people coming back to see it again and again and again. Yeah. Right, team, we talked what about- What a fantastic uh, interview. Well, actually it was, yes. Wasn't um, it? It's just incredible. And he's in, only down the road, believe it or not. In fact, I think that's rather where the, um, uh, the the bit about tomatoes I was thinking about earlier because uh, there's this great bit in that interview where he talks about uh, <coughs> uh, being on stage and how well the show is and uh, whether you end up getting tomatoes or knickers thrown at you. <laughs> told you it was a great interview. Sorry, you told me. Well, as long as they're <laughs> soft tomatoes, they won't hurt when thrown. Yes, but as you know very well as a mental health coach, you hurt your feelings. Mm, true. You, know, you come away bruised as your tomatoes. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, as I was going to say, we've already spoken about um, life in Arlington and life in Bromley and what you put in there, but our regular affirmation or empowering question time with you. We do, we do have that. And, um, you know, this week is um, 
about being sorry i'm just trying to bring up something here about being so the question is what does simply being mean to you simply being how do you start just being so i kind of went on to um, adding my thoughts you know the art of simply being now for me it is the quality of a relaxed state of being gradually permeating your body mind and spirit so for example timeless rather than time bound aimless rather than goal orientated intuitive rather than logical receptive rather than active quiet rather than loud slow rather than quick observant rather than engaged spacious rather than focused so what does simply being mean to you because it can mean lots of different things well i think this must relate to both living in the moment Mm. and mindfulness uh, neither of which i know huge amounts about but i did find something along those lines yesterday when i went to bed uh, i started to watch a bit of late night telly as i do but then i thought actually what i'd like to do is just do something that feels very me Mm. Uh, and uh, so therefore I got some music out and played that to myself until I I felt very good indeed and then went to sleep and I think that was probably a a version for me yeah that's beautiful isn't it and yeah you know you you kind of mentioned the word mindfulness and it's so important because this week actually you know I was in town with my parents and they were both like where, where did that come from where did that come from where did that come from on the high street I mean I know they go in and out of the country all the time but they are shops that have always been there for a very, very long time. So they do know them. Mm. But it's amazing what we forget or we're not mindful of what's around us. Mm. And we just aimlessly go from point A to point B without even looking left, right, up or down. And the reason why I say up or down is I have, a well, it's been a while since I've done it. But I always used to walk into fire hydrants. One, I'm pretty small, mm. and two, they're my height. Mm-hmm. This was in Dubai, actually. Yeah. So I used to have nice bruises on my head. But yeah, it's about being, sorry, I've gone off track here, but it's about being mindful, looking where you're going, mm. looking at what's going on around you, noticing the positives, the negatives, all these wonderful things. But yes, you're you know right. something that's occurred to me uh, recently. Uh, I'm, as I've said, a lover of music and also a lover mm. of history. And something that's really dawned on me is that um, as with when you're walking around and if you don't register the things that you see, you're kind of missing out. It's also possible for history to vanish, largely. You think, oh, well, everything's on the internet these days. Well, frankly, it isn't. Uh, And I'm very proud that I've got the British Blues exhibition, which is a project of mine, into the Barbican Music Library for literally a four-month period until the 19th of September. And that consists of um, artefacts, exhibits, tracing the history of British blues music and its precursors, uh, namely trad jazz, skiffle, uh, and uh, then the British blues explosion with the Rolling Stones, the Animals and so on, through to the contemporary music of the modern day. And amongst other things, it's got a tea chest base, which was used by people in the skiffle area, which is literally a tea chest big wooden box 
with a round hole um, taken out like you have in the front of a guitar on one side and a broom handle and a piece of string to pluck to make a homemade bass, which they did in the what, 1950s or so. Mm. Uh, it's also got um, a trombone from the late jazz band leader, Chris Barber, who brought over to the UK people with lovely exotic names like Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee, Big Bill Brunzi, Muddy Waters and now Sister those, Rosetta listen, Tarp. Those listeners out there, if you know, if you obviously you can't see Darren's face, but mm. when he talks about you know, music and the blues and jazz, his face just lights up. You're so passionate about it. So wh- what are the dates again for our listeners? It started on the 26th of May, and it's there until the 19th of September when I have to brave the horrors of driving to the public and again take it all down. <laughs> but it's going to have a refresh in August. I lost artefacts, which is oh. good as a curator. Yeah. Right, there's a, one of the almost great and well-known bands they're very close to the top echelon was the pretty things back in yes the 60s. i remember you telling us they're about from that. Up, up the road actually they were i was looking this up uh, and their late lead singer i knew a guy called phil may and uh, one of their band manager has lent me his stage kit oh wow which is a fairly alarming suit uh, a pair, pair of very well used maracas now, it can't be that alarming. You have worn an outfit that was pretty, pretty alarming. Yeah, well, let's not do my Franken Thurter right <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You said it. Oh, yes, yes. Look, look back on the Instagram, people. Uh, and also, if I remember correctly, and I haven't looked closely at it yet, a pair of probably snakeskin winkle picker shoes in <gasps> grey or silver, something like that. But I'm going to take some of that stuff and put it in the August refresh together with some other things like Long John Baldry. I told you there's loads of names. The British did it too. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, um, I've got a piece of paper actually, which is create your own blues name. You take letters out of your name and combine it with this one's on this sheet and you end up with being called like Long John Jack Silver the Third or something ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll share that with you next time we, we meet. But that, that was really good to, to have up. And it was born in Bromley. And last thing on the music, I've just sent an email off to the Churchill Theatre because during July they've got the Bowie experience coming there. No. Bowie is the pinnacle of music entertainment yeah. I listened on Radio 4 to a show that was talking about Bowie at the weekend and he, they, they were talking about him being in Beckenham at the time when uh, he was doing, I think, um, Life on Mars and mm. all of that fabulous identity change and uh, literally culture shifting music yeah. that he did. Uh, and Bromley has such a hand in that, so I want Bromley, Bromley experience, Bowie experience on the show if if they're up for it. Absolutely. That's breaking news. Even you. That is. That, I didn't I know that. Really so that's anyway. absolutely fantastic. Right. Something to look forward to. Yeah, um, we do the news. Let's go into the news. Uh, right back to Life in Orpington magazine, which I have a copy of here. Um, myself and Christine Atkinson of Rotary and Bromley nominated Chandra Sharma, who's been on the show before and is now in with the company Elmcroft Business Services and also with yourself, the People Skills course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was nominated and the first question in the piece about him is, uh, how does it feel to be nominated? Typical Chandra. I am deeply honoured and taken aback. It was completely unexpected as I do not my, see, see myself as any kind of a hero. Well, as I said to you before the show, I'm going to ask him if he'd like to stick some underpants outside his suit next time he goes out, because I think he's a bit of a hero, really. He's done a lot for bringing people together in this community over a long period. 
And uh, the bit that says, tell us more about your business, I think deserves to be read out. Elmcroft Business Services started off on the corner of Elmcroft Road and Chislehurst Road in Orpington in 2005. We supply stationery, inks and toners, office furniture and customised workwear to small and medium sized business. Our website has over 250,000 products, so there is something for everyone. There certainly is for this show because I also supply food and drink as I remember in various packages uh, for people in offices. Okay, right. Uh, I've got a shopper. Hello. Oh, I've got a little something from the Life in Bromley magazine. This is really breaking news. You just looked it up. Go for it. I know. Well, it's because I don't have the magazine in front of me. Mm. Um, it's online, of course. I'm scrolling. I'm what's, the, what's the URL for Life in Bromley, by the way, the domain? Is it Life in Mags or something like that? It's uh, Life in Magazines Kent. That's what I kind of Googled, Life in Magazines. Okay, lovely. Um... So, win a guitar, okay? As a VIP media sponsor for Priory Live, we teamed up with the music festival to offer some amazing prizes. This month's fantastic giveaway is a rare Hofmeister Gretschitsch guitar. Is that how you say it? Are you sure it's Hofmeister? Hofmeister. It's a rare Hofmeister Gretschitsch. Oh, Oh, sorry. Guitar. Maybe they sponsored this guitar and it's got their name I don't in it. know. Yeah. For a chance to win, all you have to do is quote Life in Magazines when you book your tickets for the One Day Music and Family Festival on Saturday, 6th of August, Orpington's Priory Gardens. Uh, book at priorylive.co.uk. And come along and say hello to the Bromley Buzz. And, and yeah. Z. And Z will be up on stage emceeing again. Yes. I'll be, um, I'm seeing for some of the um, artists out there that will be playing. Are you going to revise your hat from last year? My hat? You had a a nice sort of um, lovely cloth hat on last year. I did. I may pull it out again. Excellent. Well, you certainly pulled it out last year. Oh, I did. (laughs) Well, if the sun is shining even more, then yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So. Right, I'm going to hit us up with a bit of news from the new shopper now. Go for it. A local newspaper. A curtain shop in Penge has been awarded the best decorated shop in Bromley for the Platinum Jubilee. Designer Drapes, the winning shop, had an extensive colourful shop display including a puppet of Prince Charles and Her Majesty the Queen getting stuck into a Jubilee Mm -hmm. cake. The shop was awarded a certificate with their new title by the Mayor yesterday morning when this was done, together with a £100 gift voucher which was donated by the Glade Shopping Centre. And uh, I might add to this that... um, Councillor Cathy Bant, um, who is a councillor from up that way, told us, or me, about uh, that designer's drape shop before and how great it was. So I've heard about it before and I want to go and visit it. Oh, brilliant. Um, Um, I've got a bit of news as well when you're finished. Um, Boom shaped the room. What's that? Sorry, I'm multitasking here. Uh, So on the 24th 24th and 25th of June, the Startup Bromley have selected about 18 small businesses and they will be exhibiting in the Glades Shopping Centre from 10am to 5pm. So that's going to be a real nice, so do come along and show your support and see what all the small businesses there have on offer uh, to the community and to the public. I'll be there on Friday the 24th exhibiting my stand um, on coaching services and how you can be the best version of yourself and create the life that you want to live and also there'll be like little i've made myself this gorgeous frame mm-hmm. and it's called an affirmation station and you take selfies with all these lovely affirmations 
There's going to be lots of little fun name, things name to do. Name an affirmation from it. I am loved. Yeah, well, that's a brilliant one. It's, yes. a, it's a beautiful thing. You sent us the prototype last night, so... I did, didn't Marvelous. I? Marvellous, great idea. So, yes, do come along 24th and the 25th from 10am to 5pm. Local businesses will be exhibiting their businesses. Right, I'm going to exercise my despotic editorial powers and drop a piece of news that I was going to have in, because frankly it's not interesting enough. Uh, so we're going to move on to the what's on. Yes. Oh, before I forget, is it all right if I just quickly mention, because we are here at the Newman Centre, aren't we? Right. Uh, recording our Bromley Buzz. And I just wanted to say a warm welcome to another employee who has started here recently. Her name's Brid Gudmore, and she's the new receptionist at both Devonshire and Newman. So mm. welcome, and we look forward to meeting her. We haven't met her yet. And we'll also throw in a little thank you to them for their jubilee event. The oh gosh, yeah, that well, is a talk of the time. That was really nice. Yeah. Uh, a particularly splendid uh, cake, uh, I remember. And Colin the Caterpillars, you can't beat a bit of Colin the Caterpillars. No, absolutely You can emulate not. them and get prosecuted for it through the courts, but yeah, they're great. No, it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> right, on to the what's on. Ninth to, sorry, 3rd to the 11th of June, so that's still rolling. The Prisoner of Second Avenue is being performed at Bromley Little Theatre. And then we have the Beckenham Chorale, uh, and that's on the 11th of June, Handel's Coronation Anthems, including uh, well, all of, I'm not a classical music aficionado, hmm. Arrival of the Queen of Sheba, uh, Conductor Mark Griffiths and St Paul's Symphonia uh, at St George's Church High Street, Beckenham. Uh, tickets 15 or £10 and available online from Monday the 16th of May. Ticketsource.co.uk Beckenham Chorale with an E on the end. So that's a, a bit of what's on. Uh, another one is from the 11th of June, the Penge Festival swings into life in its 50th year. Wow. It's been going that long. Of course, compared to the Queen's reign, it's nothing much really. It's only 20, uh, 20 years behind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people have got a lot of catching up to do with the Queen. I mean, can you imagine us doing the um, Bromley Buzz in? Like after 70 years. Wow. Be nice and old. Wouldn't it be nice to be doing the uh, Bromley Bars from the um, balcony of Buckingham Palace with the Queen? Well, people have been known to break in. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking of breaking in. <laughs> I was sure thinking of being invited. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we've been in the Mayor's Parlour in Bromley. Uh, that's about as near as we're getting at the minute. And that was really, really lovely as well. Yes, check out our interview with Councillor uh, Hannah Gray on her first day in office, which Absolutely. is a good episode to go. That's wonderful. Um, right. We've uh, got we... City of Stories home. 24th of June. 24th of June from 5 to 7pm, Bromley Central Library. <coughs> Excuse me. Come along to this special free event celebrating the launch of the City of Stories Athology sorry, Athology, uh, featuring talented new writers from across London alongside published authors. Hosted by Charlotte Heather, you'll be able to take part in creative writing taster sessions, hear local authors read their stories, pick up your own free copy of the Athology and find out how your library can support you as a reader and a writer. So you can book your free tickets. Oh, wow, this is awfully long. So get ready for it. Mm -hmm. City of Stories, home Bromley, Charlotte Heather, dot eventbrite.co.uk I'm just seeing if there's another shorter version no there isn't so that's the 24th of June I'm sure if you go to the Bromley Central Library um, website you'll be able to find the information yep. there it's called City of Stories Home with Charlotte Heather that looks really really amazing and definitely worth taking young people along to 
to mm-hmm. experience more about writing. Um, and then I've got another thing that's coming up on Saturday, July six, um, 16th, Orpington High Street. You can apply now, and that's for the Children's Business Fair. Now, they had one back in, when was it, Darren? Uh, Two months ago, about? Yeah, I would say that was probably in April. And it was such a great success. Um, these young entrepreneurs showing their talents and their gifts and their skills and their knowledge and how to sell and market in terms of business, becoming a, bus- mm. a young business person. So you can apply for your child to go on this by going to childrensbusinessfair.co.uk. Great opportunity. Excellent. Uh, I would also like to throw in that, um, as mentioned earlier on, Jersey Boy, 7th to the 11th of June. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also going to throw in the fact that we hopefully I will have spoken to some audience or at least spoken about it ourselves because we're going tomorrow night. Uh, Are we? (laughs) I knew this. I have it in my diary. (laughs) And uh, here are our or their or both conclusions about the show. Hi Anne, and uh, you're here for the first time? For the Jersey Boys. My friends have all seen it before at least once or twice. I've always wanted to see it, and I just find ch- the Churchill Theatre just put on such brilliant shows, and I'm a member, so we get a little discount oh, as well, so, so it's fantastic. Local. Yeah, Beckenham. Yeah. And you've seen it before as well, have you? Like, yes, quite a few years ago, but I wanted to see it again, it was so good. And was that here at the Churchill, or no, was that in London? No, it was London? up London, yeah. Okay, so there's going to be a slight difference, do you yeah. think? I think there will be, but I saw it up London, but I'm hoping this one's just as good. Fantastic. Well, I've heard lots about it, so I'm looking forward to it. It's my first time as well. Mm. And we've, yeah, because we've all moved to the area from, you know, South London, North London, isn't it? So. Yeah, made friends. Yeah, we just made friends here what as well. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. For a bit of music, yeah. dancing. A nice drink. A nice drink as a nice well, drink. indeed. 10% <laughs> off. <laughs> of course, Remember. And a belated welcome to Romney from us, too. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Oh, what a night. I cannot do Frankie Bailey. I'm far too baritone Well, as you can tell, we are outside the Churchill Theatre, having had a really great time at the show, the Jersey Boys. Absolutely fabulous evening. I've been wanting to use a review quote for years okay yeah and it is a triumph you see that on things like in the tube and all the rest of it well the bromley buzz says can i say this collectively z yes a triumph it was it was it was such a joyful thing and you know what especially after we um well not we it was actually sarah who did Mm -hmm. the interview with michael pickering who played frankie valley yes indeed i was even more eager Mm mm-hmm to come and see this and even more 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 eager after she had actually been into London with Jason to mm-hmm. see the Jersey Boys there but what we had not done was listen to the music or check out the no, story I didn't or anything want to like do that, that before the show we were unspoiled we were because actually uh, Sarah gave us a little sort of uh, insight and said guess what there are songs in there that I didn't even know were the Jersey Boys and do you know what mm. that's exactly what I thought when I came today, I was like, oh, and I whispered to you, didn't I? I went, is that the Jersey Boys? Oh my God, I didn't know that was that. Half time, I went onto Wikipedia and looked up Frankie Valley. 29 top 40 hits. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And you can see why. And this was a lovely blend. It had the music, it had story. 
I loved the guy who played Tony, I believe. Tony? Tommy? Tommy. Even. Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Uh, a little Jersey Boys is literally that. They're from New Jersey in, uh, in the States. And uh, yeah, they, they were fab, all four of them, actually. Do you know what? They all played a fabulous role. Mm. Um, it, I, don't fi- I didn't find one moment where I kind of went, <sighs> and want to go home. Well, I told you earlier. Or I, I was got tired. A, I got I was up at 4.37 this morning, I and I didn't go to sleep either. I know, you said to me, oh, give me a nudge if I fall asleep. <laughs> Frequently, and you told me I, I need to nudge you as well. Yeah, but... No nudges were present no on this evening. No nudges, nudges yeah. at all. So it was basically a triumph with a zero nudges out of five score. Yeah, so a well done and a huge congratulations to everyone here at the Churchill Theatre, the cast, mm. the people behind the scenes, and the people at Churchill for putting this on. Yeah, and a little shout out to Chris Glover, the theatre director we just Absolutely. bumped into. Absolutely, we did. Uh, who was telling us about the sheer amount of staging that turned up with the cast. Eight yeah, eight trucks. Eight trucks. Normally, it's, yeah. he was saying it's like three or four. Mm. And eight trucks. That yeah. just goes to show the extent that they get carry in terms of equipment and scenery and all of that. And I'll tell you something, I'm not going to spoiler this, but Spoilerin. there was a visual thing <laughs> on stage I've never seen in a production before. No, that was and really that fantastic. I loved. It's what and it blinded me. Yeah, it was a bit of a role reversal, that's all I'm gonna say. People yeah. who see it and you should see it, it's on for the next few days. Yeah, up until the eleventh of June, I yeah. believe. So th- that's us from Bromley Buzz signing off from the Jersey Boys. Adios. Ay caramba. Buenas noches. Right, anyway, moving swiftly on. 1st to 30th, 1st of July, we have the Bromley Arts Festival, uh, bromleyartsfestival.com. And uh, as part you're of that, playing a huge part in. Yeah, I'm helping to promote it, and quite rightly too, because as people may have noticed across a lot of these episodes, love the arts. Both of us do. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you combine both because uh, I would argue that uh, professional ice skating is both sport and dance and art all at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Acting the whole shebang. A glorious thing. Right. Talking of glorious things, back to the Chelsea Players. 21st to the 23rd of July. They have Ladies Down Under by Amanda Whittington. And the preamble is, after hitting the jackpot at Ladies Day in York, the fish affiliating foursome that sounds like their careers, Pearl, Jan, Shelley and Linda are celebrating in style with a trip of a lifetime to the land of Oz. While Shelley dreams of luxury and glamour, the rest of the gang decide to go native and camp out under the stars at Ulur. So that sounds fun. Talking of fun, we're going to uh, finish where we started, I think. Yeah, can I just mention, um, also don't forget, it's Father's Day coming up on the 19th of June. I'm just saying it a bit early Mm because it's about prepping. So, yes, Father's Day, um, 19th of June. Indeed. Yeah, get those socks in now. Traditional British present. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, what does that mean? Sorry, you caught me off guard then. We're coming back to a bit of Spanish act uh, finish up now. We are, indeed. So, um... Shall I, shall I yeah, go to my Spanish? Yes, indeed. Here we go. Ya estamos en el final de Bromley Buzz. De... Darren of Inchim PR. Y Zinach Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Y usualmente nos terminamos un buzz con un canción. El canción esta vez va a ser En Viva España. Zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
Signing out.